The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool, I got the keys ready to come in and you know, comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little bit instead. Man, the hero! Let's see what Spider-Man number one looks like. I guarantee you, boys, you know about the shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live daily show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we'll be catching up on all of the news and comic book goodness that has happened in the past few days um, and, and basically bringing you our own particular brand of insight, intrigue, and conflict. But uh, before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Um, Chance, how how was your weekend? How how have you all been holding up? Admits the Corona apocalypse. How about you, Jay? How how are you feeling, man? Okay, like I went out yesterday. 
Oh, shut so up. You saw the fam for Mother's Day? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, you know, I decided to take a chance and brave the outside world. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's not okay so far. No one's sick since I've seen them. Now, so and you, just, you literally just went to the, to the house and had, like, Mother's Day together. Or did you all actually like go? Oh, okay. Or did you all actually go somewhere? I was about to say because. No. Like, oh, okay. Like I know you know. To... Again. Is there anywhere open to go? I like, I was literally just about to say you know I know like we're slowly easing some of our restrictions here in California as of Friday. Uh, no, I don't believe that you can actually go to any restaurants. But, I'll, uh, you know, obviously people are still up for curbside stuff and you know i know a lot of people have been talking about doing things like you know picking up food and going to parks and things like that you know like basically kind of having trying to make the day i guess a little more special so going outside and and you know eating together but distantly oh so, uh, no we just hung up the house yeah and I also and, listened to some music this weekend, which ended up pretty cool. Um, I was listening to a YouTube mix, and a bunch of stuff that I hadn't heard of came up, and some of it ended up being pretty good. Okay. Like, there's this song called Bushes of Love by Bad Lip Reading. Uh-huh. Hilarious. Bushes of love. Yeah. Now, it's funnier when you watch the video, but after you've seen the video, just for listening to the song, it's pretty cool, too. I understand. I understand. I felt I felt that way about um, Pillow Talking from Lil Dicky. Like, and I also it's... heard the Shia LaBeouf song, which I feel like I've heard it before, but I don't remember it. Shia LaBeouf. Like, yeah, by Rob Cantor. Oh, oh, like, there's a song about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Got it. It's like you're in the woods and he's trying to kill you and eat you, but you fight him off with your jujitsu. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Okay. No, well, there you go. There you go. I know um uh I I saw my mom as well this weekend. But I, oh, I that's good. But I didn't I didn't stay. I couldn't I couldn't stay because mom stays with grandma and uh you know I didn't I didn't feel comfortable like, you know, overly exposing them, especially with me, like, going out and, and going to, like, some of these hospitals and fire stations and all this kind of stuff, so. Yeah, so oh, I just okay. kind of dropped in and said hello, quick hug, and told mom to go change her clothes. <laughs> yeah. Moses, how was your weekend, man? You did you, you had a decent weekend? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, uh, I just chilled at the house and... and... We went to, well, we stayed here, but it was my mother-in-law's birthday as well as Mother's Day yesterday. 
Oh, so we really? just had they a little. Fall, they fell on the same day. Yeah, so we just we went to her house, which is, you know, the front house, <laughs> right on exactly. the property. No, so no. we just hung out for a while, had cake, mm-hmm. and had a. Uh, well, and we went and bought seafood from a seafood truck, like oh, that's cool. the, the Mexican seafood. So that was good. We ate a lot of that, which is one of the things I've been missing in the quarantine. Yeah, because. Yeah, it's it's hard to find. Yeah. But, you know, we found one of the places here and they had a a pretty decent approach to doing it. Like the per- the person that's the cashier is just a cashier. It used to be just like two people in the truck, like making things and handling the money. But they had like mm-hmm. four people doing four different things. Yeah, man. They're still close, but yeah, I mean, at least they're trying. That's it. Got to make sure you don't spread that dollar flu. You know yeah. Well, and I yeah. agree. Fecal matter and cocaine is like the most common thing found in <laughs> in dollar bills. So. There you go. Makes sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, food trucks are scary. Food trucks are scary? Yeah. Like one of the guys I work with does that on the side. And he says there's, like, a spot where, like, a lot of the trucks will go to, like, clean and shit. And, like, he looks at the other trucks and, like, they're just, like, the nastiest, grossest things on the inside. Do you think food trucks are dirtier than kitchens? Um, that's a good question. Like, I try not to think about it because then I'd never eat anywhere. Yeah, like I wouldn't. I don't think so. Like, I feel like I feel like food trucks probably get a little bit more, um, a little bit more scrutiny. You know what I mean? Because they have that reputation. But I could be wrong. I mean, it's definitely you know they call it a roach coach for the longest time, and right. it's, it's become its own little industry because real estate is so expensive in L.A. You yeah. saw them popping up to varying degrees of quality, and yeah, uh, I think that brought along a, a little more cleanliness. You know, uh, none of them look as broken down, but ultimately, you're not safe from grime and shit anywhere there's food because <laughs> right. it, that's just Even the way it is. Home. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, from working in a restaurant and stuff like. I know there's health codes, but then also from eating Chinese food places that have a C grade, like that's the best Chinese food. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's a risk. And, and I, I actually have a pretty strong stomach myself. I don't, it's rare that I get like food poisoning. Yeah, me too. But, um, and part of it is, is probably because of that, but yeah. it, you're no safer. I don't think you're any safer in either a five-star restaurant or food truck or fast food place like i know f- that everybody tells me not to eat a jack-in-the-box that's ever worked at jack-in-the-box but they never tell me why but they're <laughs> like you could eat anywhere else just don't eat a jack-in-the-box but i don't know why like the, the right. dudes that do the the electrician from it the electrical work don't need a, mm-hmm. a jack-in-the-box uh somebody i dated that worked there as a teenager said don't eat a jack-in-the-box um customers i have that work there now they're like don't eat a jack-in-the-box and wow. they, he's like taking my money because i'm like hey you work here and he's like 
I told you not to eat here, man. And I'm like, just take my money and give me my burger. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, what are you doing here, man? Yeah. You crazy. You crazy. So, like, he'll only he'll only serve you like only particular things. Yeah. Like, nah, man. Well, You're getting these nuggets and that's it. Someone I knew that worked at McDonald's. I don't really know him, but he he works for the Howard Stern show. I feel like I know him because I hear him every day. But he's like, not even the salad is healthy at McDonald's. That's funny. Yeah. Heck says, I love uh, Jack in the Box. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, Jack yeah. in the Box is tasty. Yeah. Um, I did neglect to mention if you want to get... fan. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> if you want to get down Fantastic Forum, uh, you can definitely feel free to reach out via Skype or um, or in chat. Chat.allgames.com. Sorry, intern. We we look. We're trying to trying to make sure we keep it moving. Uh, you know, I will say um, something unconscionable kind of happened to me this weekend. Um, I I had to break down, and I got ESPN Plus, <laughs> so I could watch South Korean you, baseball. You no to watch the UFC pay per view. And it hurt, at least to buy it initially. But watching what I watched, I, I was like, I was like, wow, like this actually really justified this purchase because <laughs> the pay per view this past weekend was so spectacular, like ridiculously good. And it's one of these things where, unfortunately, it's like it, none of the like, you know, MMA of course has raised its profile a lot and the UFC of course has had a lot to do with that um, and there are certain people in the UFC who are you know at least the general public is aware of who they are you know you're John Jones and you're Conor McGregor's and you know people like that and even some other people you know possibly from back in the day that you know are people that have kind of come uh you know, more, more popular, but none of those people were the reason why this card was so, this was card was so spectacular. It was just, you know, people that are still, still, you know, household names to MMA fans, but just put on spectacular fights, man. I was like, Oh my God, like insane, insane. But, you know, I saw that to say, I friggin' have ESPN Plus for a year. Did you get Hulu too or no? No, no, because it doesn't make sense. Like the because I already have Disney Plus and I have it at the rate I do because of the the uh like you know, doing that founder pack type deal for getting it for three years. Um e- economically it didn't make sense to like somehow try to bundle it all together it was it was less expensive for me just to get this deal where they they do the packaging with the pay-per-views and so you you buy basically because you have to still buy the fights which is the messed up part but it was the part the part that really kind of you know i gotta buy a subscription to be able to buy the fight (laughs) you know that's the part that really rubbed me the wrong way and that's why i was so against it and I was like, okay, hey, you know what? I'll be more than happy to go out to my local bar and spend that money that way and <laughs> eat, drink, 
and watch the fight than to, you know, pay ESPN plus anything. But at this point, when I was like, okay, they're showing me this fight, and I'm like, I want to see this fight. And then coupled with the idea, like, okay, how long is it really going to be before not only can I go into a bar to watch a UFC fight, but how long is it going to be that until I want to go into a bar to watch a UFC fight? You know what I mean? Like, it's not even about options. It's about, like, you know, will I feel comfortable and, and feel good about that decision? And I'm like, man, that's actually probably going to be a little bit longer than, than I thought when I thought of it that way. And so I was just like, well, the, it turned out like the pandemic that what it, what it took for me to get ESPN Plus was a global pandemic. Like, because I was like, I, I guess there's no other way for me to watch fights if they're going to happen. Because I can't go to a local bar and, you know, it's like nobody else has, uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody else with e, uh, ESPN Plus, plus that's going to be watching fights like that and that I want to go to their house necessarily after all this. So I'm just like, okay, well, yeah. I was actually thinking about giving ESPN Plus. I'm just sorry, because finally, like I was thinking about getting ESPN Plus, just because the bundle actually isn't that expensive. Like if oh, you get Hulu? like Disney Plus and Hulu, yeah. yeah, and ESPN Plus is like twenty bucks. Where yeah. without ESPN Plus, getting them separate is like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, so I it's mean- like. A good you don't bundle. have Disney Plus already, yeah. Yeah. In fact, initially, that was what I was thinking I was going to get. Like, I was thinking, like, okay, well, maybe I'll just get this bundle. I'll have Hulu, I have Disney Plus, I have ESPN Plus, and, you know, like, I knew that at that point, I had known, of course, that UFC and ESPN had partnered, and so I was just like, oh, well, maybe that's the, the way to go, but then they did the, the founding members thing for Disney Plus, and I'm like, oh, well, really, all I want is Disney Plus. I I didn't want Hulu or ESPN Plus, but I was thinking, well, might as well get them too if it's cheaper, you know, or bundled. You know, they're giving me more for my money, but yeah. But what we're talking about tomorrow is on Hulu. What's that? Solar Opposites. Oh, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about UFC on the show. I mean, we could. Nah. You got, look, last uh, Israel Adesanya, the last style bender. I don't care about what's happening in the Middle East. You are dumb. <laughs> that was an Osworthy joke. I'm not mad at that. I meant that in a good way. No. <laughs> or uh, we could talk about um, um, friggin' uh, Angela, Angela Hill. Who up until I don't care about R and B. Would you're hilarious. She would cosplay during all of her weigh ins. So that was awesome. She did a great Saget. <laughs> I don't think we're supposed to call him that now. <laughs> Wait, um, it couldn't have been that great. Why not? We would have seen it already. Saget is topless. Say what? What? It's a uh, sagittus topless. Okay. 
What's your point? Was she topless? Oh, look. Oh, so now you asked the question. Maybe you should ask that question before you said it wasn't that great. She wasn't topless. Um, no, I'm not going to ask it people, before then. People take off all their clothes during weigh-ins all the time. Yeah, I know. I have videos in, of it. In order, in order to make sure they make weight. Right. I've seen those. Normally, there's a pretentious asshole with a towel in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, she no, she she wasn't she wasn't topless, Joe. So it wasn't a great saga. I mean, I don't feel like a woman has to be topless to do a great saga. But you know, obviously, we disagree at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, but yeah. But anyway, you're not going to be here tomorrow anyway, right? Because you got a meeting? Uh, I do have a meeting, but I I might be on, you know, like within, like before the show ends. I mean, okay. if, you'll, if you'll have me, but jeez. Yeah, oh, already I'll... cut me out the show. He's like, oh, you're not here anyway. So that's all. We're like, we're like, we barely want to talk to you today. <laughs> okay. Well, you I didn't, you. you refused to do your pre-production for today. And refuse. It's just, you know, I feel you, you hit me with it too late in the day. Let's <laughs> go to sleep. And I'm like, I don't know, man. We all know how scary black people are. It's not scary at all, though. <laughs> like, Listen, it's I don't, genuinely a comic. I don't, I don't, I can't trust you, Jay. There are a lot of things that don't scare you. That's not true. Yeah, he's scared a lot. Sometimes That's he can't sleep. No. Joe's scared of the wrong things. Well, at one point in this movie, in Us, um, I'm like thinking, man, they could have made this movie with all white people. And then they do. So, yeah. <laughs> it was good. And then they do. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um... Heck says Jerry Stiller died. R.I.P. Yeah, he died. And then Little Richard too. Yeah, man, it was kind of a rough weekend. A lot yeah. of people died this weekend. Roy well, died from Siegfried and Roy. Really? Yeah, he died of coronavirus. Dang! Wow. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. The original Tiger King. Wow. Are we doing a moment of silence? Is that why we stayed quiet? No, <laughs> no. I mean, listen. It just looks hard. It's like, man, like he's kind of a staple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people uh, talking about Jerry Stiller. And, uh, yeah, that's really sad, too. But we have Roy and Little Richard, which, you know, I mean, Little Richard doesn't get nearly enough credit for anything he's done. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, 
That's one of the things that I, I mentioned when I did the Heavy Metal Minute today. Because he's part of the metal history and the rock and roll history. And it's mm-hmm. part of it is because they tried to take his act. Right. And they just couldn't because of who he is, his personality. Like, mm-hmm. you can't imitate him. You can only be influenced by him, even if you're taking his lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, everybody from, like, in- the Beatles, anybody mm-hmm. that ever dressed weirdly. Because before people started really seeing him, they were wearing suits. Everybody wore suits on Ed Sullivan, you know? Right. Nobody was dressed in marching bands and wizards and shit. and Right, and they couldn't, and he outlasted all of them too. Yeah. Like he still had a career for like forty years, and uh, yeah, he couldn't take it away from him because of of he he added a persona, not just the music, and that's one of the biggest things, biggest influences in rock and roll and metal that he contributed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it was great. I. I he he he'll be missed. <laughs> I hope he yeah. went peacefully and without pain and shit, you know. But and then we yeah. all know what took Jerry Stiller. It was that temper. <laughs> was he even really an angry guy in real life? Nah, nah, he wasn't. I was like, it's so funny because I know he like definitely like that character kind of became, or that persona too has become kind of like his calling card. But I'm just like. I'm like I like I'm sure that that's just all acting, especially considering like as chill as friggin' Ben Stiller is, right? Like, yeah, like I'm sure that guy is like probably oh, but super chill. That's because you don't wait. Was it? I think I don't know, maybe maybe I have him mixed up with somebody else, but yeah, I think it's somebody else. But he looks like Ben Stiller. But he was a he played like a real angry dude, and it just seemed so natural. Yeah. But, but I know in in what was that movie? I think Heavyweights, one of those kids movies that uh, Ben Stiller was in er, early on. Mm-hmm. He he would played really angry really well. Oh yeah, no he he. I mean, dude, like mo like I any time I think about him, the first thing I think about is is him yelling like. As friggin' as uh, like on Seinfeld, you know? Yeah. And King of Queens. Dude, I didn't watch King of Queens. He he was good in it, cause he, I mean, he was like, it was kind of like the Odd Couple thing mixed with like the Honeymooners thing in terms of like tropes for, um, sitcoms. Yeah. So it kind of like it it worked. It, it had you know what you like in sitcoms originally, both time on both ends, you know. Mm-hmm. So it worked pretty well. Cool. And he got to shine on there, um. Cause he he did do the yelling thing, like where he talks low and then yells, mm-hmm. there. But it wasn't so much out of anger. It's more of like passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Burr put uh. The clip in the chat. Serenity now. <laughs> Serenity now's classic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We should talk about some comic book stuff, right? Let's yeah. Yeah. What? Well, we, so, I know Jay, you were talking earlier about basically 
some Marvel Studios trailers and leaks and whatnot. Jay, where are you getting yeah. the secret? Where are you getting this secret information that none of the rest of us can find? Well, no, it turns out. Well, okay, I wasn't a hundred percent lied to, but I was partially <laughs> lied to. Those are the worst kind of lies, um, Joe. In any case, the first two episodes of WandaVision did leak recently, uh, but they leaked on 4chan, so you had to go there to see it. Oh, and I'm not oh. sure. If Still up. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure if they're still up there, but they were there. Oh, they probably okay. still are there. I or don't. It's hard yeah, to I get in four chan. Yeah, I don't go to four chan. It's not a great place to hang out. Like, well, I mean, it's a okay place to hang out. You're just gonna end up some places that you're uncomfortable. Possibly illegal places. Like, I don't hang out there anymore. Yeah. It's like Cyber Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> Cyber Skid Row. But, yeah. Um, the full trailers, those are actually going to be released at the virtual Comic Con. What is the virtual Comic-Con? They're doing a virtual Comic-Con this year. Oh, like actual Comic-Con putting on stuff virtually? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they started I, did, with a... Did we talk about that news or something? I don't remember. No. I mean, I've never seen... That's fairly, fairly new, but uh, we didn't get to talk about it. What we did talk about was the virtual artist alley. That's how they kind of started it. Yeah, I and, did see uh, that. But... Now it's that. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's going to be pretty much just panels, right? Like, I can't buy comics. Um, Do the power I of don't comics think comics, but I don't know. I just know that, yeah, Marvel is going to be uh, doing the full trailers for their upcoming shows then. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I I'm not sure how how I feel about it in regards to calling it like virtual Comic Con because you know I I guess I just think of Comic Con as such a specific kind of thing, and it's like okay, you're not gonna get that experience, even though you know broadcasting those panels would be great. Because I like going to those panels, and especially if they archive them. But at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, I doubt they're going to do the panels I want to go to. Why Why do you say that? Because I go to, like, the niche panels. Oh, like you feel like... Niche panels that not everyone goes to. Got you. I hear you. You're probably right. They probably are going to just kind of keep it to the more mainstream stuff. And that that right. is unfortunate. Say again? Get all the Hall H panels. Well, I would like to think that they'll do more than just Hall H panels. I mean... But they're not going to do, like, how to break into the industry while inking from home. 
Like, <laughs> they're not going to do that panel. <laughs> well, look, I, I guess we got to tune in and see. <laughs> but they're not going to. But you do... know, you, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> you're more more likely than not. They're not going to show like Sea Mystery 101 for cosplayers. They're not going to do that. Right. No, I, I think you're right. And they're not going to do the black panel. Uh, that they could do. In fact, it might be an uproar if they don't. <laughs> you're like, what do what you mean you're not going to do the black panel? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they don't do it. Dang. I mean, I feel like the only way they get away with it, oh, well, I won't say get away with it, but what I will say is the only way that becomes not a problem is if they are only doing Hall H stuff. Like, if they, if they like, say, keep it to, like, strictly, like, the largest, the largest uh, uh, presenters and, like, you know, the big two, like, maybe then you can get away with it but you know it just seems weird to mess around and like have other panels but not that one who knows can I get a white cover like commission at virtual comic con at at virtual comic con I'm going to say no but I could be wrong See what else is in the news. This San Diego comic shop's closing. Where did I yeah. put that news story? I I saw uh, Hex mention that to us. Yeah, he they, they basically the gist of it was they can't <laughs> wait for Diamond to start start uh, shipping stuff out. It says right here. Let's see. It says here's a letter from what's that place is called. Well, see, here's the letter while I find out the name. It's not like you can go there anymore anyway. Uh, Dear customers, it is with heavy heart that we must inform you I'll be closing San Diego Comics. I guess that's what it's called. With the end of May. Because of the COVID-19 virus, Diamond will not be distributing any new books until May 20th. I can't hold out that long. If you have anything in your pull list, you can come pick it up from us. At the store Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Curbside service only. Otherwise, please bring your back issue list for some great deals. You might want to also give your your current pull and hold list to a new store as all previous orders for April and May have been canceled. Thank you for your loyalty to this store. So the guy, uh, the guy actually bought the store four years ago. And, uh, yeah. Did you say four or forty? Four. He, 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 this is probably why he's closing because he's new to it. He didn't. He hasn't weathered the ups and downs of the industry. He got it at a boom. Yeah. So he probably paid more for it. Probably still paying it off. Which, at this point, if you're paying it off, you might as well tough it out. <laughs> Go work at Starbucks or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like you gotta 
You always got in business. You always got to be prepared for the worst, because the market doesn't oh. care what people think or is bigger than us. You know. Yeah. And is Starbucks they, actually hiring right now? I don't think so, but I know like that. Like you could work for twenty hours a week. I think they start you off at like fourteen bucks an hour, and you get full health benefits. Nice. Yeah. And help with tuition if you're going to college. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I, in chat, I put a picture of Scarecrow. That's one of the newer, like, Jim Lee auction thingies. Jim Lee auction thingies. Uh, what? I missed it. Oh, there it is. Hold on. It's not showing up on mine. Yeah, it's not showing up on mine either. But it's blank. Uh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> Burr says they're not going to do the Lady Death condom giveaway panel. No, they're not. Let's see my, what else. My, my cat locked himself in the closet. Uh, that's kind of metaphorical, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes it is. <laughs> like he's got Wait, which one which one locked himself? Oh, Boston. Yeah, yeah. So he's got Selena right there. He don't do nothing. Now he's in the closet. Huh, how convenient. Exactly. Uh let's see here. So Oh, go ahead. Oh, there's been some for go talking about new stuff. There's been some interesting news uh, regarding HBO Max. So, basically, Crunchyroll is going to be curating anime to show on HBO Max. Uh, they're going to start off with like 17 different series, and then they'll be rotating in and out uh, throughout. Uh, yeah, throughout after that. So if you have HBO Max, you'll have access to some of Crunchyroll's content. Uh, since they're all owned by the parent company, they're hoping it'll encourage uh, HBO Max subscribers to also subscribe to Crunchyroll. Huh. Is that going to work? Yes. Um, apparently, and this is what I'm getting from the article and from, well, just this article, but one of the major advantages Netflix has is that there's anime for, like, if you're just having, if you just get Netflix for, like, movies and shit, there's still a good anime content. There's still a good amount of anime content to get people to go Netflix. And so that's going to help HBO Max. So, like, if you're in the anime, but you're not, like, a Crunchyroll, like, you're not into it enough to go, like, Crunchyroll or Funimation, Netflix is a good deal for you because of their uh, catalog of anime. And so this is going to give HBO Max the same thing. 
Larry still doesn't want to get HBO Max. I, well, I that's don't. okay. Yeah. That's fine. Um, it's not for everybody. I just don't feel that. I don't feel like I need it. I don't know that. I guess yeah, that's I'm that's gonna... what it boils down to. Like, yeah, if if you don't need it, then you know it is what it is. There's also some. In, there's also some. Uh, speculation news concerning uh, DC Universe. <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, basically, people are not sure what is in DC Universe's future. Uh, insiders in the industry and the Business Insider magazine, uh, lots of people are kind of like, all the new DC TV content is going to HBO Max and all the DC comic book content is going to DC Universe and they're not sure where video lies in that service. So DC Universe might uh, quit video altogether. Um, they're speculating it may, yeah, just cut out video altogether and just uh, do comic book stuff. DC Universe will be just a comic book platform? Yeah. That's that, the speculation. That would because be. Because there's no, there's no plan to bring any live action stuff to it. Like, it's all going to HBO Max. I don't understand why they wouldn't just absorb it then. Like, why well, even pretend like it's its own thing? Because it costs money to run. But what what does that the mean? Is, as a comic service, it's fine, maybe. But we don't but, really so, need I mean, it. HBO Max is a video service. They're not going to absorb a comic service. So but, they'll I mean, probably just take the video out. And DC Universe will just be for DC Comics. But I, I guess my thought on that is, I understand, like, you know, all the things that you're saying are true, but it discounts the fact that it actually already exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody's saying HBO Max needs to become a no. comic book. Huh? What? What? You cut out. I didn't get that. Oh, oh, I'm saying... It, it, like everything you said was true, but it discounts the fact that these two things actually exist. Like nobody is saying HBO Max needs to become a comic book service, but you could totally have a section inside of HBO Max called DC Universe that does all the things that DC Universe does. And yeah, there'll be comics there, but. It's not like, you know, nobody has to go look for those comics or do anything with them. Like, but it's still there because, and then that way, maybe you just say, hey, if you signed up for H, I mean, if you signed up for DC Universe uh, app, you know, we're sorry. We know you didn't sign up for, for the, or you weren't expecting this to have happened, but it's being absorbed into HBO Max and we're going to give you a deep discount for being a loyal customer or something like that. Which, I think that would make people more than happy. Like, if you happen to be one of the few people that actually has DC Universe, 
And you're like, well, you can get HBO Max at a deep discount because you were loyal, you know, or, you know, you were like trying to be a part of this brand. Here's here's a reward for you. And you get, you know, all the content that you're already going to have like that. That might actually be it seems to me that would be a great solution to the conundrum of HBO Max versus DC Universe. And in that way, it's like nobody loses anything except for maybe the company a little bit money-wise, but it's like, how many subscribers does DC Universe really have, right? I don't understand what you mean. Like, you're saying that HBO Max should... Yeah, I don't... I kind of don't understand what you're saying. Like, if you take all the video off of DC Universe, then it's just a comic platform. Right. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is there are people that signed up for DC Universe that were expecting content, (laughs) video, you know, whether that be movies or television shows, as well as comic books, and that wasn't an unreasonable. That wouldn't be an unreasonable assumption because that's what we were, you know, everybody was told, (laughs) right? So now you're changing your strategy, and you're like, actually. Maybe we don't want to put that premium kind of content on that platform. That's basically, I mean, I guess they want it, they feel it's failing, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be thinking about cannibalizing it. Obviously, it's all speculation, but but if you are going to cannibalize it, and you're like, it's not that many people, why not reward the people that were starting the brand with you, even if it's only temporary? You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you say. For a year, you get it at this rate because you had DC Universe online or through the course of your subscription because DC Universe didn't do any... Huh? But why would they do that? That doesn't make sense. Well, what... No, I mean, when you say it doesn't make sense, it it maybe is like, okay, well, that's not a good... uh, It's not the best way to make a bunch of money. I'll give you that. But you're not losing that much money and you would get more brand loyalty especially if what you're doing is the content that was actually meant for DC Universe is being shifted now to another platform that no one knew was going to exist when DC Universe first started yeah but that's the video content not the comic books the comic books aren't going anywhere but but, the thing is they're not even the best comic book platform even for DC Comics but but you're focused on the fact that the comic books aren't going anywhere. And what I'm saying to you is you you can't take DC Universe as a service and separate the comics from the video and make it seem as though it's the same service that people signed up for. The comics weren't the selling point at the beginning. Not at, that's not what they're doing that, though. They're that's saying that's, they're not doing that. They're not saying this is the service you paid for. They're saying we're not the service you paid for anymore. Now we're a comic platform. Yeah, but how, the, but then the don't, so, so are people the people that, that uh-huh. the people that aren't interested in the comics will dump the platform, and maybe they'll go to HBO Max for the DC TV video content. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Uh, depends on how butt hurt they are. And yeah, the people but, that do like the comic book content will keep it. And maybe they'll get HBO Max for video, or maybe they won't. But but I guess what I'm talking about like, is more... Make... Go ahead. Trying to buy 
customers with the discount doesn't make sense because the people that are subscribed to DC Universe right now, I think they're going to have hard feelings either way. Like, you're not going to have a DC Universe guy that's like, oh, well, I'm only getting HBO Max because they're giving me a discount. They're either going to dump the platform for betraying them or they're going to go whole hog and get both platforms. See, I would or if comics that. wasn't their main concern, or if comics wasn't their main concern in the first place, then they'll just switch over. See, I, I disagree with that sentiment. Like I think that there's a third or or maybe fourth category, depending on how you want to want to label it, that there there are people that are in between that if you gave them an olive branch, they would come out of the you know, oh, butthurt category and I don't mess with DC or HBO anymore and would totally be like actually they tried to take care of us because it's like, I mean, HBO Max is going to be a better platform to own than DC Universe is like, I mean it's basically going to have all the things that most people signed up for DC It's going to be a better platform to have than HBO like yeah. I mean, but what's that have to like, do with the conversation we're having? What I mean is, if you think there are people that are like, look, it's too much trouble to switch to HBO Max, you don't think that there are people that are like, well, it's too much trouble to get HBO Max? Like, the people on HBO and the people on DC Universe are the same people. Like, they're not going to switch over just because it's new. They're going to switch over for content. Yeah, but I guess I guess what I'm saying is I, I, I'm more thinking about customer satisfaction, and I just think that there, there are groups, like uh, there are a small group of people, mind you, and I think this is why I'm saying it the way I am, because I think ultimately all we're talking about is a small group of people that might very well say, I'm not going to mess with this new platform because they're they're taking all the stuff away from the platform that I had already paid for that I was promised that content would be coming to. And so if you can find a way to entice those people and it basically costs you little or, or it costs you next to nothing, why, why not do that? Especially considering that it's it's like you could you could I mean, more, more. I guess more importantly, I'm thinking you just streamline your whole thing, where it's like, why have two apps when you could just have one, and it does all the things that you were trying to get people to pay for anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. that's. I don't think one. I don't think they want to. Two. I don't think there's a need to. And three. If they're, I mean, think about what HBO Max is doing. They're basically cannibalizing themselves. So I don't see why they would go through the process for DC Universe and not for, say, actual HBO. But they're not essentially uh, cannibalizing themselves. They're amputating a dead limb. No, but I think he's talking about cannibalizing themselves in regards to, like, HBO versus HBO Max. Oh, okay. Not, not, was that what you meant, Jay? 
yeah, like they're cannibalizing HBO. So why would they care what they do to DC Universe? I, I will say that as far I as think... video content. Right. Right. And, uh, and and go ahead. No, like that, yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. And I think if people are like really like, well, I came to DC Universe for the video content, then they'll drop DC Universe and go to HBO Max. Because DC you... Universe, because it's a small amount of people i don't think it's a priority for them no I, that i would agree with I, and, and, and i, I think feel you're... like no and i feel like the if they're like if there are people that are like i came here for the video content and since it's somewhere else i'm not gonna do it i'm just gonna drop i think they don't consider that number to be significant i think they feel like most people if the video is what they're into they will switch over to HBO Max, and there's no reason to support the video. Like, there's no reason to merge the two. Like, the people that want comics will go to DC Universe. The people that want video will go to HBO Max. That's really that's really interesting, because I, I guess for me, I'm just like, I don't think anybody bought DC Universe for comic books. I don't, like, not one subscriber. I think that they're happy. Some people were like, pleasantly surprised of, of the comic book library being there, but I don't think anybody was like, oh, I'm buying a subscription service to read these DC comic books. And so it's like, I, like, yeah. People do it for Marvel. Like Marvel Comics has a subscription service that yeah. people pay for. So why wouldn't they pay for DC comics i think because you're a marvel fan and you're not that a dc fan you feel like well no one's gonna subscribe for Mar dc comics only like marvel comics are worth subscribing for but no, I mean, that's not, not true like a lot of people like dc comics no, and I, a lot of people are willing to subscribe to a service to read them well no see i think i think you're confusing what i'm saying to you is I'm not saying that if DC had a, a DC comic book, like a DC digital comics service, people wouldn't sign up for it. What I'm saying is that's not what DC put out there. What they put out there was basically a subscription service for, for like a streaming platform that happened to have comics as well. But then like, you said you don't think anyone subscribed for the comics. No one did. Right. Cuz I don't think anybody did. And even even when they even started DC didn't put that as the selling point. Even when I they started, like they didn't even have that many comics in it. It, it was only until people started responding that they kind of started. But they used to change them out like every week cuz nobody was reading them. Like you're comparing Marvel's like comic books comic book subscription service like their digital comic book subscription service that is only that and people that signed up for only that to DC Universe as a streaming platform that like realistically when they were when they were like marketing it they wouldn't market it as like oh get all your DC comics here or here's a great way to read DC comics they marketed it like you know hey you know all that like animated content that you you love from the past you'll find that there you know all those classic you know warner brother d 
DC movies that you're looking for, you'll find that there. Then we're gonna have some original content. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like messing around and saying, you know, it, it, it's com- it's comparing comicsology to Netflix, except if, if Netflix maybe, had books. Maybe if they had put all the video content there, I would I would agree with you, but they didn't do that. Just like with their comics, they put a limited selection of things and a couple of original shows. And, yeah. But what so video content are you saying they didn't put there? Like the stuff from, a lot like of the, the movies, A lot of the DC animated movies weren't there. Like, I think about a third of them weren't there. But, I mean, are you talking about stuff that was in the process of getting released, or you just talk about like stuff from older stuff that just wasn't on the platform? Older stuff that just wasn't on the platform. It's actually mm. kind of both. Like newer stuff, you would think would be there because you know subscribers. Um, in fact, I would have it there. Even like, let's say you want to release the digital for sale first, but if you have it there for a week before or even two days before, it would make me feel less fucked for giving them. a year you know um but they didn't do none of that and then on top of that they didn't have like certain stuff I liked they had complete so I was cool with that and then original content that was specific to the app which ultimately wasn't like and it became less and less um it so they did they ultimately didn't do what they were setting out to do it's just been going downhill they they last week they they announced they're doing a rewards program which i don't even know how every time i clicked it it said there's nothing to be (laughs) shown here you know um and then right now i went to the website on the browser and clicked on the on the rewards section and i have to re-sign up for something else in some user agreement that i don't know what it, it has i have to do maybe i have to have it for like five years in advance (laughs) to collect those but i don't i don't i didn't sign up for that in fact while i was there i just canceled my subscription so (laughs) (laughs) why did you cancel the subscription well because it's less and less stuff there it's getting less and less like worth it was the year up in 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 december so (laughs) you're just like you know what well i was gonna (laughs) i was gonna cancel it last november but it it didn't like it, it automatically renewed and I missed it. So now I'm you know I'm gonna be ahead of the game now because <laughs> honestly like it's even like you compare it to Marvel subscription service and Marvel cons- subscription service doesn't take anything away out of it and just keeps adding to it as time goes on and you have like whole eighty years worth of comics in there on some issues you know on some stories whereas this you know they give you four out of six and then if you like left if you're in the middle of it they'll just take it away from you if you haven't gotten to read it because it's time to get something else like they rotate them out they don't just have a library there so even on that like even if people want to stick for the comics it's not worth it to stick for the comics at sixty dollars a year um, I'd rather just buy 
if I want DC Digital Comics, I'll do the DC Comics app. That's a lot easier. I can pick and choose what I want. And, you know, every now and then they have free stuff and because it's powered by Comixology. So if stuff goes on sale there, it goes on sale there. And all your libraries are for all the different apps are converged into the Comixology app. Much easier, much streamlined. I'm there for comics. Um, so, Hex okay. says in chat, so, it's he- oh, that's what I was about to say. Go ahead. Hex in chat, we were all about to do the same. Hex in oh, chat says DC that. used to the used used the comics as a big selling point. They said it would have a whole history of DC, and it never held the whole history. If I understand more right. DC Universe had several commercials on TV that touted that DC Universe would have. Uh, one commercial had the original video content. One commercial talked about the comics. One talked about the DC TV shows, and it, it was it was touted as your go-to place for DC stuff, and it wasn't <laughs> like even the every, every, all the video content that's like not shows you can get on YouTube. You know, like all the the video blogging shit and the DC direct and all this stuff. It didn't even have a good merchandise store. So it, it, it really is, it's not a good app. And you know, if you were talking about Larry, if they kind of did it for their subscribers, just as a thank you to kind of go and do the, the HBO max thing, kind of give you a login like yeah it's customer service that's the bottom line it's customer service it's not whether they're going to make yeah. money or not and the thing is i'll be happy if they just give me a month you know if they would yeah. give me a month just a gesture as a paying yeah. customer i yeah. would be like you know what it was good while it lasted it had its problems but at least they did this for me right you know and that's right. how like that's the business model for hbo how many times if you had cable have you not had hbo free for a month right you know right and i, th- I think that was the point i was more than ma- more so making where it's like you know just engender the goodwill like not not even so much like oh you know like we need to make sure that we keep this small segment of the population happy as much as if you do keep those people happy, you know, those are the kind of people that end up becoming like ambassadors for you, even with people that didn't know anything about the DC Universe app. It's you know? your word Somebody of mouth. It's just like, hey, it's your... hey, you know, I bought this thing over here, but it kind of became defunct. But what they did was when HBO Max came out, they gave me, like you said, a month, or they gave me a year, or they gave me a discount for as long as I have subscribed to that other service and those people get gung-ho about, you know, why it is that your platform is, is good stuff. But, you know... Why do they need ambassadors? Like, I don't think anyone... Why do they need ambassadors? Cause like, it, I don't think anyone's out there saying, oh, HBO Max isn't gonna do well or it's gonna fail or... Like, no one's out there thinking that HBO Max is a bad idea. No, and no matter how it's not that they DC think universal. Like, hey, you know, we're the ambassadors for HBO Max. Like, they're they're good people. It's not like a... I don't think you need that press. Like, Look, I think HBO Max is gonna survive on being HBO Max. But the thing is, I mean, it, they're oh, surviving and they're uh, excelling, succeeding. Um, ultimately, yeah, if it's surviving, I... it won't last because it's just surviving. And 
part of business, the number one rule of business is that you can count on word of mouth. There's going to be people that are on the fence about HBO Max just because there's so much stuff out here. And if somebody says, oh, well, actually, because I had DC Comics, DC Universe, they actually gave me a trial because they went under. And here's what I saw. Here's what I like. They're like they compare two different streaming services and that person that maybe is on the fence is more, more likely to try it out. So it's not that they need ambassadors. People that are going to get it are going to get it. People that aren't, aren't, but there's a big, there's probably more than the two combined. There's people on the fence and one comment. Okay. Maybe that's because I haven't heard anyone talk about being on the fence. I don't. Usually, people Maybe don't talk about being on the fence about things. <laughs> that's why they're on the fence. They're like, eh, well, it's no, all internal. I, I, I hear lots of people talk about when they're on the fence about something. Like the reason they talk about it, it is because they're looking for like uh, people to say like whether they should or shouldn't, and to give why. Like that's why when I'm on the fence about something, I talk to people like. Hey, you know, I'm I'm not sure if I should do this. Like, what do you think? Like, yeah. I mean, hell, I've had people come to me about when they were on the fence. Uh, specifically, a couple years ago, someone was on the fence about whether they should get the Xbox X or the PlayStation 4. And I was like, well, if you want this, do this. If you want this, do that. So, like, People, yeah, like people all the time talk about like whether when they're on the fence about something. And I haven't heard anyone talk about being on the fence about HBO Max. I, I don't think, I, honestly. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, you know, I don't, I, I think you're right in the sense that, you know, HBO Max is like HBO is a brand and the brand is obviously successful. And so it doesn't need a lot, a lot of help in regards to, you know, people saying it's good. It's not, it's not, but that's not necessarily why you have, like, an ambassador for your brand. And it, because it's not always about quality, it's sometimes it's literally just breaking through the noise, you know? Obviously, there's so many things that are competing for your attention. And it's not even like you, you know, like, you, uh, all three of us here believe in HBO as a brand and just be like, oh, you know, somebody says it's on HBO, that's a certain amount of quality that we all just inherently believe is as a good thing. Now, it's not to say, oh, you need an ambassador to let you know HBO is good. You need an ambassador because when you have all the options open to you that like people like us do, you know, it's like, it's the thing that messes around and reminds you to do that instead of playing, you know, Final Fantasy on your PlayStation or the thing that reminds you to go to HBO Max or sign up for HBO Max instead of going on to Crunchyroll and, you know, like spending the day watching, you know, Hunter x Hunter. You know what I'm saying? It's like it. you have an ambassador because that's the person, the prompt that actually gets through to you and past all the, you know, the cacophony of media that you're already always in 
and it might like kind of just tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, don't forget HBO Max today. And so that's what it, that's what it's for. You know what I'm saying? Real quick. Yeah, I, I feel you. Real quick though, have you started watching Hunter and Hunter yet? Not yet, but it's it's on my list. Heck asked. Heck okay. asked if they tried to keep me when I hit cancel and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sad. It's unfortunate. I right? even went back and clicked because it's it like that better though. Like I hate when I try to cancel something and they beg me to keep it on. It's like, dude, I like I don't want you. Let's go away. Quit being so clingy. Um, um, but you, you, but how many times have you tried to cancel? Like, say, like back in the day when they did the thing with the cable subscriptions and they give you a better deal, and you're like, ah, I'll keep it. You know what I mean? Like that's a I thing mean, that happens. Yeah, it, it works. It used to work a lot on me, but it doesn't anymore. So now I don't like it. <laughs> so I mean, you can't be mad at them for trying to retain you as a customer. Like, I, I honestly, like, don't get me wrong. I'm you, there's a fine line because you don't want it to be pushy. And I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking at the very least they could do is, can you at least tell us why you're you're canceling the, yeah. the service today? Yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm happy to do that. Yeah. But I don't you know just... when they're like, well, instead of canceling your, your subscription, why don't you just put it on pause for four months? <laughs> well, what what I was trying to tell you guys real quick was that not only did they not try to keep me, but right now I went back and hit the subscription to see maybe I could renew it, how easy it is to renew it. Maybe I changed my mind and I clicked the subscription and it says your subscription has been successfully canceled. Bye. Like it won't let me reinstate it. That's integrity. Sure. That, how is that integrity? That's, that's, that's dumb. That's not, that's not, like, I respect you. They're saying they respect your opinion. They, they're saying they respect you. They're saying, okay, you cancel. We're cool. Like, you know, if you want to come back later after your cancellation is done, you can. But until your current cancellation is up, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you your space until your, your current space. cancellation's up. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sure in it. December when it runs out, he'll be able to subscribe again. You know, come back together like, you know, exes that want to try to give it another shot. But right now, you guys need your space. <laughs> well, talking about stuff getting canceled too. Marvel is closing their digital comics store. Yeah. So. Heard that. That's a cool thing. I like it. Yeah, I mean, now, now it's unnecessary. Why it cool? What? Why is it a cool thing? Because they're folding in the comicsology. But weren't they like already? They're their... But they're transferring the duties to comicsology. Oh, okay. Which means there's one less step for me. Like, before, if I bought something on Marvel, I'd have to get the code and give Comixology the code. Like, now I just go to straight to Comixology, and it's there for me. And it's, it's like folding into itself, making it easier for the consumer. Okay. That, look, that's funny, because 
that's the same argument I was just making with HBO, uh, with DC Universe and HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, Jay, I'm just, I'm like, I mean, okay. Well, here's okay. a, here's the thing. Um, it, it, like, HBO Max is a video service. So is DC And you're talking Universe. about rolling comics into a video service. It's like, no, the comics should go into Comixology. Like, DC Universe and the DC Comic Store should all fold into Comixology. Okay. Like, that, that I agree with. But the video should be on HBO Max. So, because HBO Max is video, Comixology is comics. Like, it just makes sense to me. Like, that makes a lot more sense than uh, trying to put comics onto a video platform. I mean, that's what DC Universe did. They tried, and look what happened. (laughs) Okay. All right, well, there you go. Here's the email I got from the Digital Comic Shop update. It says, Hi, Moses. Thank you for being a loyal Marvel fan. As a fan of Marvel Digital Comics... What? How dare they? (laughs) Marvel did uh, as a fan of Marvel Digital Comics, we wanted to let you know that the Marvel Digital Comic Shop at comicstore.marvel.com will be closing on June second, twenty twenty. After June second, you will still be able to purchase Marvel Digital Comics and read existing Marvel Digital Comics, uh, your existing digital comics library via the Marvel Comics app and Comicsology store. So it's not the app that's closing; it's the actual website for buying on the browser so mm. it, everything was already done through comiXology uh m- for more or less i mean the stuff you bought on the app yeah but the stuff on the store you actually had in your marvel app but that wasn't it didn't come up in comiXology uh it says here uh to read existing marvel digital comics after June 2nd, view your past purchases in my books when you log into your account on Marvel Comics app and or sync your current Marvel Digital Comic Shop account with a Comixology account to continue reading the books on the web browser. You can continue to redeem digital comic codes at marvel.com slash redeem and view your comics in the Marvel Comics app. Only purchases made through the Marvel Comics app will be eligible for Marvel Insider points. So yeah. So okay. just closing that. Yeah, that does sound like a streamlining. Yeah. But it's stuff that you were already well, I was already doing, so yeah, it's not changing for me. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Um there's a uh, this dude that's like a hedge designer or production designer on Captain America and the Winter Soldier or that show Falcon and Winter Soldier. He uh, posted a picture and in one of the hedge designs, you can see a moon, a lion and a star. Which is the flag of the fictional country Madripoor. Mm. So we'll see. You know, everybody's like, oh, they're they're introducing X-Men because, you know, that's so many tied with that's tied into Wolverine's past a lot. But, you know, these adaptation things like they don't have to do anything. 
Like, just because it's Madripoor don't mean they're going to show mutants. You know what I mean? Right. It's Disney yeah, and Marvel. Plus, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of characters that go through Madripoor that, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That would it make sense to use in all types of parts of the Marvel Universe. So, uh. I'm putting an image into chat. This is the the preview of um, Bendis's newest creation, a gold lantern. Uh, yeah, man. Brian Brian Michael Bendis is over there messing up the DC universe. Like people are not happy. <laughs> <laughs> like not only like. Uh, there are a lot of people that aren't big fans of the stuff that he did with Superman, um, which, you know, some of it's okay, but some of it's not great. And this this gold lantern, which, I mean, just the, the idea of a gold lantern doesn't make sense to me. But, uh, like, let's say, you know, outside of the, the concept, uh, or at least the, the idea the the design is not very inspired either. It's just and you know, like I love black and gold, but yeah, not this though. But it yeah, it barely looks like gold for one. Like it's one of those colors that I don't know, translating to page. It just you looks like yellow. Lost. Yeah. Foil embossed gold lanterns. Yeah. I mean, like, they're going to have to do that for every page, right? <laughs> gold foil embossed gold, gold lanterns. Otherwise, it just Where's looks the, like the gold lanterns. I don't think anybody knows yet. Like, you know, this is something like it's a, it's a tease. Yeah. Well, it's, of things it, to come. it's tied to emotions, right? And there's already greed. That's orange. So it's got to be ambition. But, I mean, here's the thing, though, is more than anything, I kind of feel like the what made the other lanterns interesting, like the other colors interesting, is that they were about, like, we, we know that each one is tied to an emotion, but it's, it's not only an emotional spectrum, it's a, it's a spectrum of light. And there is no, like, gold spectrum, or the gold's not on the light spectrum. You know what I mean? Like, so it kind of makes it like, well, where, what is, where is this even coming from, right? We did it all already. We did the spectrum of light, and then we did all of them together as white. We did them, you know, the absence of color as, as black. And that they, should be it. And they right? even did uh, infrared, right? Or ultra, ultraviolet, like ultraviolet. Didn't they do that too? Like the unvis- yeah. the ones that you can't really see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, if we're not talking about something along the light spectrum, then you're just, you know, like making up colors, right? Well, it's ambition without willpower is nothing. Yeah, but so that's... Make it one of those tag-along powers. Like, I forgot which other rip, uh, one is like that, but they can't actually do anything without a green lantern. Yeah, the... I What was it? The indigo kind of, like... 
fuels the other ones like hope and will go together like they strengthen each other but yeah hope and fear weaken right. each other or something yeah, yeah. so ambition without willpower isn't anything that's just frustration Superstar writer Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> uh, Burr so says, go. "Did they do an X-ray lantern, a gamma ray lantern? Just instantly kill, kill everybody. The inferior lanterns. Yeah, man. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I Oz didn't comment on this, huh? When we did it in the pre-production, she said it's stupid. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, he did say it." He was so happy that Marvel was closing down the comic shop. <laughs> and, then, and then he saw this. <laughs> yeah, um, I got to admit, I'm not liking it so far. You're not liking what so far? The, the gold lanterns. Oh. <laughs> and he's got two rings. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Oh, it's green. So I guess I was right. Is it? Like, no. Well, and ambition. No, one of them, no, one of them's the gold and the other's a legionnaire's ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a legion ring. Is it? Like, Why is it behind it? Oh, no, that's a, another line. Never mind. Yeah, it, this is supposed to happen in Legion of Superheroes, so. Oh, well, in Legion, yeah, they could have any color lantern they want. Like, he could be Why? Gold Lantern Boy. Because the fact is, the Legion of Superheroes is beyond our now. Like, all the Green Lanterns are wiped out, depending on which you're reading or watching. It's like, I wouldn't be surprised if they found some... What century is it? The 34th? 31st. 31st century technology to make gold a light. Gold it's is future. one of the best conductors. Yeah, like but it's more expensive than copper, which is why most people use that. Yeah, but copper gets robbed more. No, because no one's making their shit out of gold. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. There's an Inuyasha sequel coming out. I did see that. They call it, uh, it's reportedly called Hanyo no Yashahime. And it shows what might have, what might be the children of the characters that have become fan favorites as a result of the classic anime series. Oh, that's, that's sad. Why? Like, Inuyasha was great as it was. We don't need more. I don't think we need more. Do you guys need more? Like, did you not get enough in the Yasha? No, I had enough. It's... I, I didn't watch it in the first place. I watched one episode. I had enough. Yeah, this, I guess, is for Larry, then. I, I don't need it. Yasha kids. I like this picture, though. Yeah, that's the cover of the manga. Alright, I'll check it out. Is there a release date? Uh, you know what? I think it's 
I think it's just beginning production. No, I think we might have something because we got. I read that story off of comic book resources, but we actually have the original press release. Let me just find it. Oh no, never mind. This is for something else. Okay. Burn Chess says I still haven't seen Inuyasha. It's good. Oh, that's why I thought it was Inuyasha. Uh, well, I guess I could do this story too. A new feudal fairy tale begins. Inuyasha production team Sunrise reunite to create the animation series Yashahime Princess Half Demon. Will Eisner and Hall of Famer Rumiko Takahashi also joins the team as a main character design. Today, Viz Media confirms rights to the digital streaming and home video of Yashahime Princess Half Demon for North and Latin American territories. Yeah, Rumiko Takahashi, she's the one that did Inuyasha and Ranma One Half. Yeah. Um. I think the other one, the current most current one is called Rene, which I haven't watched yet. But yeah, she's good. Like, I think we were talking about Rama One Half not too long ago. Me, Lawrence, and uh, Raymond. Yeah. Which would be interesting to see, like, a sequel series to that. Just because I think the world is interesting. Like, there's a potential for lots of crazy shit to happen. I feel like a, a show like Rama would be embraced in a completely different way today than it did, obviously, when we were kids. Or, <laughs> or when we were younger. Yeah. yeah, it would. And, you know, I mean, I look... I mean, there's some parts of that that I think would be very positive and other parts that might be negative, so. Right. Do you guys remember Gerard Jones? No, who's that? He's uh, one of the Green Lantern writers that got caught with kitty porn. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he started writing a blog from jail. Um, basically, it's okay. written on paper, and then it's uploaded and transcribed by former colleagues. Uh, the blog is titled The Porn Prison, From Addiction to Freedom, From Exploitation to Love. Uh, in it, he accepts his crimes, but also is looking at the role he sees played by pornography and drugs in his crimes. One of the things he says, he, he says in it, I, did, I didn't commit crimes out of any lust for children. I got myself hooked on the cocktail prescription stimulants and ordinary internet porn. And from there, I followed the ruthless logic of addiction, of increasing tolerance and increasing hits. With the drugs, I could do more pills. With the porn, a fiercer hit meant more shock more taboo, more ugliness. After 16 months in prison with hundreds of other perpetrators like me, I'm certain that this is how the vast majority of us got here, trying to escape our anxiety and depression and isolation, using the internet as a drug, launching ourselves into a spiral 
of secrecy and shame, seeding new jolts to distract from the new pain we're making, deadening our comparison and our moral senses. And then there's a bunch more, but yeah, he's kind of reflecting and, and doing these things. Uh, he created that superhero Prime and Topaz, which was in she w- she came out in Thor Ragnarok. Topaz, yeah. Okay. And uh, now he was just porn, right? Like he wasn't a molester or anything. Uh, as far as I know, yeah, they found the stuff in his computer, and uh, he also co-created the Trouble with Girls. Is a comic book, a comic book called Solitaire, Ultra Force, and Hulk twenty ninety nine. Uh, he wrote the Green Lantern Emerald Dawn series, Emerald Dawn two, and Mosaic, and the Guy Gardner series. He also wrote nonfiction books. The comic book heroes, the first history of modern comic books, killing monsters, why children need fantasy, superheroes, and make believe violence, and men of tomorrow, geek gangsters, and the birth of the comic book. Um, one of the things he does regret of, of ha- other than having the kitty porn on his computer is that he was writing a book, and all his notes and stuff for that book are on the computers that are now in evidence lock. And uh, one of the book he he would hope to finish is titled Nation of Faith and Flesh, The Moral War That Shaped America. After his arrest, DC Comics canceled planned reprints of his Justice League and Green Lantern work. But since then, the work has been released once people forgot. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I hate when people do that. That sucks. Yeah. When they do what? When they get rid of the work of a like a scumbag just because he's a scumbag, right? It's like, dude, come on! Like the work doesn't just become bad just because the guy that did it was bad, right? Like good work, and it should be available to people that want it. Like, I feel like people should make their own choices. Like, if someone does something I don't like, then I should be able to choose whether or not I wish to consume their media. Mm-hmm. Word. <laughs> like John Kay. Like, I want to buy a dull party cartoon, despite the fact that he's a scumbag. And he's like a real scumbag, like an actual terrible person. What what did he do that makes him an actual terrible person as opposed to just mostly terrible? I don't know what the what's the metric. Well, the metric is he wasn't just looking at child porn; he was fucking children. Oh, that is those are two different things. I will agree. Yeah. DC Comics is trying to get comics to stores on Mondays for Tuesday sale. <laughs> I believe it. It says here, DC okay. Comics took advantage of Diamond Comics distributors shutting down to change the way they did business. Con- 
uh, contacting DCBS and Midtown Comics to set up alternate distribution structures for the rest of the USA and Canada. They made a change for the newly formed distributors, Lunar Distribution and UCS Comics Distributors, that they would enable comic book stores to sell DC Comics on Tuesdays rather than the industry standard for New Comic Book Day Wednesdays. Yeah, there's not much. That's just what they're trying to do. Because they were already kind of getting stuff on Tuesdays for Wednesday. So now since they're getting there on Tuesday, they they want to have it ready for Tuesday morning by sending it on Wednesday. Which I'm surprised that they didn't have that initially because, like, what? okay, so you're going to guarantee comics there on Tuesday, but, you know, UPS sends everything out. Like, sometimes shit gets there at 9 p.m., depending on the workload. Mm-hmm. So with comics and periodicals in general, like, you got to have them ahead so that they're ready for the be- opening of business day. But uh, I don't know. Their, their whole thing, based on uh, how they've handled it, isn't entirely thought out. No, no, man. It's somebody that doesn't understand the industry making a decision somewhere and no one's strong enough to be like, hey, this isn't going to be good for us. And, you know, I mean, I, I, the more and more I hear about DC trying to push this Tuesday thing, the more and more I feel like I was right in the fact that everybody else is going to stick with Wednesday and DC is going to have to end up going back. Like they don't, they don't have the strength to to push this change. It doesn't seem like to me. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Let's uh let's wrap it up. There's, Real quick, this isn't actually news, but uh, there is a first look at the next DC animated movie. It's a uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow. It's going to be a Superman origin story. And uh, so far it looks, I don't know. I don't like the art style. Is that based what? on the Alan Moore thing? or? Um, I'm not sure. Is, is that, that would be the first arc. That's the first arc of the New 52, right? You're talking about Bob? No. No. Man of Tomorrow. Let's see. It says here. Yeah, no, it doesn't say what it's based on. But I. Because I know there's the the Brian Azzarello, Jim Lee one. Or is it Jeff Lowe? But I think it's called Superman for Tomorrow. Mm. And then I think there's. Superman for All Seasons, which I think is the Alan Moore one, but Superman the Man of Tomorrow, like now the the All Seasons one, isn't that the Tim Sale joint? It might be. They 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 all kind of get with these subtitles. They all kind of get yeah buried in my brain. Um, yeah, that's the. I'm pretty sure for All Seasons is the the Jeff Loeb. Tim Sale one. Okay, so Superman, the Man of Tomorrow, the comic book arc is the uh, is from 1995. Oh, okay. Uh, so that 
I think it's Jurgen. It says written by Roger Stern, Louise Simonson, Mark Schultz, James Demetis. It lasted for like five, six years. No, for four years. So we'll see. We'll see if it's based on that. Um, let's see. The key issue is the return of Lex Luthor after being absent from the comics since Action Comics 701. Marriage of Luthor to Contessa Erica Pretenza. Uh, it has a Day of Judgment crossover. Superman has to rescue Lois Lane from Neron and Silver Banshee in the final issue. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what it's... We'll see if it's based on that. So, last month on April 7th, uh, Borderlands 3 got a new mini-game called Borderlands Science, a puzzle game that benefits the real-world scientific community as you play. Now 2K and Gearbox have shared a bunch of stats they've scooped up about the mini-game so far. More than 36 million puzzles have been solved since launch, which is an average of about 1.2 million per day. Have they... Heard benefited science yet yeah like each puzzle solved benefits science okay because they're they're actually like decoding dna right yeah that's wild so um rob liefeld did an interview with comicbook.com and they asked him about uh, Deadpool 3 and you know what he feels about when it's happening all that kind of stuff and he basically thinks Marvel and Faye are to blame for the reason why the movie hasn't happened any sooner and his quote here says I blame Marvel I blame Marvel that that hasn't happened yet they are the reason it isn't happening whatever conundrum or it didn't fit into your master plan, just commission it. Okay, commission it. But he basically is saying if it wasn't for Marvel Studios, we would already have or be closer to Deadpool 3 coming out, which I think he's probably right, but but I don't know why he's so angry about it. Didn't Yeah, didn't they confirm that like they're doing it? It's just not yet? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like I don't know why he feels like Deadpool 3 should be the priority. Right. Well, I know why. Because he's trying to get that profit movie done. But if anything, but, I mean, that will benefit him if it takes a little longer. Yeah, but it just sounds silly if you're like, why would they not put Deadpool 3 out right now? Just do it. And it's like, well, because yeah. they're making like three other movies that are going to make more money than Deadpool 3. So why, why would they put that at the front of the line? So I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. Like for him to like the at least the way that the like the the way that the quote reads. But yeah, I get it. I mean, Deadpool's great, and you know, I know that they were they've been talking about the idea that, uh, or the, there was a rumor that Deadpool might actually take over, kind of like the Stanley cameo role. That's which, dumb. You know, it's like that might work be interesting to see Deadpool pop up in places. That's that feels very no, comic booky. That's dumb. But you know, I mean as long as of course it's not too 
that it's not too extended. Like it should be quick stuff. Like like Stanley's. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. All right. All right. Yeah, I guess it's time. Anybody got anything else before we get out of here? Um there's a news story, but it's not comic related. It's a uh, COVID related. Okay. So basically it's talking uh, about the EDD debit cards, how most people uh aren't getting them. Like there's the uh process for getting unemployment is set, but people aren't getting their cards. So a lot of people are having their unemployment put into an account that they can't access. Mm, that's right. Um, by contacting the bank to talk to a person, uh, which they're being issued through Bank of America, um, but there's no guarantee they'll be able to help you. So if you are having that issue, uh, try contacting the Bank of America and getting to an operator who can talk to you about your situation. Cool. Well, that kind of is a final thought for you, Jay? Um, no. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and give me your final thought, then? Uh, watch Hunter, Hunter, and Shira. Word. Most magnet. Final thought. Uh, tune in tomorrow, 10 a.m. for Solar Opposites talk and some comic reviews. Cool. And for the entire fantastic forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow morning, as Moses well said. Uh, until then, this is Fantastic Forum, live only on allgames.com.